Hello and welcome to the Moonshots Master Series. It's episode 26. I'm your co-host, Mike Parsons, and as always, I'm joined by Mr. Mark Pearson Freeland. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning, Mike. Good morning, listeners, as well as good morning, viewers. Thank you so much for joining us on this brand new episode within the Moonshots Master Series. And boy, Mike, we have a pretty key, important, as well as perhaps surprising episode for our listeners and viewers today. Yeah, it's like a big mastery step. And it's one of those things that we like to go and investigate things that seem so important when we think about how do we reach our best? How do we work well with others? How do we thrive both at home and at work? But it's one of those topics nobody ever teaches you, Mark. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. As we were digging into this show, Mike, you're right. There are a lot of um, techniques, ways of thinking around this particular topic that for me, Mike, I've never really given too much second thought, I suppose. So listeners, viewers, Master Series members, today we are diving in on episode 26 into good relationships. Like you say, Mike, this is something that we don't really get taught at school. We probably pick up, at least for me, a few bad habits along the way. So this is our chance to maybe reset or recalibrate how we look at good relationships, how we build good relationships, and maybe even continue nurturing any existing ones too. Absolutely. Because if you think about it, if somebody is good to work with, or your friend is just great value to be with, you'll forgive them all their faults, right? You really will. You really will because there's a bond, there's connection, Mm -hmm. there's trust. So it's such an important catalyst. Think about in Mm -hmm. work teams, if people are good at collaborating, good at relationships, you'll you'll dig in there and help them out a ton. And just like your friends, those that are good friends that you have good relationships with and partners as well. So for me, what's in front of us for for the next uh, 45 minutes, Mark, is that we're going to dig into both the personal and professional side of this, but also the intrinsic nature of having good relationships and the extrinsic meaning that there's work you've got to do on yourself before you can have good relations. And there's obviously work you can do in how you engage others. So that's the extrinsic. So there's so much ahead for us. And Mark, I just want to tell you so much of my satisfaction with a call with people that I'm working with comes down to us listening, understanding each other, working together and people catching supporting us and helping us. This is what good relationships are all about. And you know, the thing is, I never was given a textbook on this. I was never taught anything about this. So let's put it up there right up front. Let's discover what good relationships are all about. And Mark, I think you might have in your hands a moonshot heavyweight, an all-time classic to get us in the zone. Yeah, to get us warmed up, to get us really appreciating how important relationships is for all of us is none other than Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, broken down by a YouTube favorite of ours, Productivity Game, who's going to kick us off, Mike, by helping us become genuinely interested in others. 
Now, there are a lot of different principles in this book for winning friends and influencing people, but they all center around two fundamental behaviors. Let me tell you what these two fundamental behaviors are, with a few stories. In the 1800s, there was a poor Dutch immigrant boy named Edward Bach. Bach didn't have more than six years of schooling in his life, yet he made himself into one of the most successful magazine editors of all time. How did he do it? Well, at the age of 13, he saved up his money to buy an encyclopedia of American biographies. Then he did something that most of us wouldn't ever think to do. He read the lives of these famous people, and then he wrote them letters to ask them more about their lives. He wrote General Grant, asking about a certain battle, and Grant drew a map for him and invited this then 14-year-old boy to dinner. Soon the boy was corresponding with many of the most famous people in the nation, like Ralph Waldo Emerson, Miss Abraham Lincoln, and Jefferson Davis. Each influential person he met introduced him to the next influential person, and soon he had all the access he would need to run a successful magazine. His mere interest in others won the friendship of some of the most important people in the nation. The first fundamental behavior to win more friends and influence people is to be genuinely interested in other people. Author Dale Carnegie says, You can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. To spark a genuine interest in others, make it your mission to find out how someone spends their time and what subjects excite them. Then make their subjects of interest your temporary passion. Be fascinated about what fascinates them. Mark, I've got to say, like, if you investigate, question, and are genuinely interested in others, you're never going to be disappointed, right? If you think about it, everybody that you get into a good conversation with invariably has some great tales, interesting experiences, both good or bad, it doesn't matter. Like there is something wildly fascinating that's happened and transpired in everybody's life. And if you remember this, like the way I think about it, Mark, is like I, I truly believe that there's like goodness in everyone. And I think there are good stories in everyone too. I think it's just your job to go find them, right? And I think yeah. don't fall into the trap of saying or thinking or assuming that someone doesn't have a good story to tell. Maybe they are not mm. quick to tell it. Like guys like you and I, Mark, we're pretty chatty, right? <laughs> a little bit. A little so, bit. so we like a good chat, right? But maybe the quieter types just because they're quiet, it doesn't mean they have good stories. And so this is sort of a technique that I use to really play on what we're learning there from Dale Carnegie's work, which is you're like Sherlock Holmes. Go and find that good story that everybody mm. has and ask how and ask why. Not just what happened, yeah. but really how did that work and why did that work? And I think conversations will open up. Like for me, Mark, that is a great way to think about any new conversation you're having with a new person is like, mm. hey, I want to find that good story. Yeah, I think you're totally right. And this reminds me, Mike, a lot of what we were learning from Michael Bungai Stanier, as well as others on the Moonshot Show with regards to active listening. This idea of breaking down and creating um, 
or re removing blockers and therefore creating better relationships, better working practices is about understanding where another person's coming from. And I think that first step really comes down to listening to right. others. And there's been plenty of times for me when I'll have something, a priority, maybe it's um, uh, an email bomb, uh, some hectic deadline that will then get in the way of me being able to give somebody their, the full attention that I have to yes. give them. And what I'm doing in that instance is deprioritizing the ability to listen to them because I've got something else in my mind. Uh, I'm, I'm focusing on the outcome maybe more so than the actual conversation. So similar to what we're hearing from Bungestania, this advice monster kicks in and I want to give my point of view straight away. But what I'm doing right then and there is not only in the spirit of good relationships, causing a bit of a bridge between us and it's, it's separating us. But instead, what I'm actually also doing is not giving myself the chance to learn from them because you're totally right. Everybody has everybody in a different meeting, everybody in the Zoom call is an opportunity for me to learn something. Hey, and somebody and else totally, I can learn from. Totally. And, and mm -hmm. I think about it like this. I want to make the case for, for really asking people, what have they done? How did they do it? And why did they mm -hmm. do it? Finding mm -hmm. that good story means that you can learn from them. And for example, what's the thing that we do when we're really listening is when we ask for people's advice. Hey, I'm going to buy a home for the first time. What should I watch out for? Yeah. Wow. Here's a whole laundry list of things, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so imagine if you just had that same level of interest with everyone. Like, mm. tell me about yourself. What's something unusual? What's something surprising? What's something that I wouldn't guess that you've done? Yeah. Or what was the most adventurous, spontaneous thing you've ever done? And how did that go? And why did it happen? Because I think it's like an advantage. This is why I love to read so much. That's why I think you and I love this show. We're trying to learn from others and learn the lessons of others. And there's no reason why we should make mistakes that have already happened in life. I guess, sure, we've got to find our path. But if someone says to you, oh, I did this amazing thing, and you find out that it brought them all this opportunity, that's something that you might call upon in that moment or in the future. Likewise, if someone made a huge mistake, and let's go back to the to the buying a house analogy. Someone shares with you, oh, we had a nightmare when we bought our first house. Well, the mm. first thing I would be like was, well, what happened and how did that work? Because yeah. what, you're, what you're actually doing is saying, uh, note to self, I'm not going to make that same mistake. <laughs> well, it's true, isn't it? When we are in our professional lives looking for mentors and when we're lucky enough to find them, invariably those individuals will have more experience than us. And that's why we, we gravitate towards them because it's similar experience that we can learn from. And I think to build on your point there, if we are not only surrounding ourselves in those type of people, we're reading about it, we're listening to podcasts to help us actively learn. I think that's demonstrating to us how we can uh, create those new, uh, let's call them synapses, let's call totally. them reactions, so that when difficult things happen, you know, maybe it's a really unpleasant situation, maybe you need to figure out how to ask for help, maybe it's something that you've never done before, you're going to be a little bit more prepared and that is going to feel a little bit less scary 
because maybe you've read about it. Maybe you know somebody who's already done it. That idea of shared experience, helping feel much more confident. You know, mm. For me, when I'm in a team and I'm able to share a particular point of view or an experience and that is accepted, celebrated, or, or at least recognized, right. it helps me come back to the table more and more regularly in, in the future as well. Yes. I think creating those honest opportunities so that those people who have a lot of experience can then share what worked, what didn't. And then those less experienced can sit there and say, oh, yeah, actually, this is how I could learn from it today. That's the richest environment to, to, uh, to be in, isn't it? Because it's kind of like being in a flower bed. Everything's growing because everybody's sharing knowledge and, and good vibes. So the, the only build I can do on that, Mark, is like we're almost like trying to build a business argument, <laughs> like an yeah, yeah, thesis yeah. Uh, for why you should be interested in others. So we've said, hey, listen, you know, invariably everyone's got a good story, so you should go find it. Mm. Two, you might find some learnings for opportunity or you might avoid some disasters um, by learning. And where you were starting to go through, I think, is the last bit of our pitch for being interested in others. Like, let's make the case for it, which is this. And this is really bottom line humanity kind of story. Surely, surely we would all want others to have interest in our story right? So you need to pay it forward and have interest in theirs. Because, you know, if you want people to be interested in you, like surely, like, you're not going to sit there and say, I'm not going to show any interest in you guys, but you guys are going to be infatuated with me. Uh, uh, That ain't happening. So you got to pay it forward, you got to get out there and be interested. And I've never been disappointed uh, when I've gone looking to really understand someone. There's always a good story even people that maybe i don't really gel with that well there's always a good story inside of those people and you can take and learn from that as much or as little as you like but you won't be disappointed right yeah i agree we have a graphic for those watching at home or on the move uh, behind us and we'll put this in the show notes too I just want to call out one thing, Mike, because I think that's a nice connection to the sentiment you're saying there. I, and I think that's about respect. When we're able to show respect for other people and in doing so, other people then respect us, that's when connections are made. Respect creates opportunities for us to share either an experience, point of view, that then brings down that barrier. Maybe it's an individual who maybe seems um, a little bit off in a meeting, maybe We've initially dismissed them because they're a different personality trait to us. By creating or enforcing and encouraging that respect, we then create a new connection and in doing so open our minds to those new experiences. So much like David Goggins says, if we're not growing and you're stationary, that's it. You're dead. You're not moving anywhere. I think relationships is a very similar muscle that we could probably work on a little bit harder. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, by fostering those good relationships, what are we doing? We're exposing ourselves to new opportunities. Yes. Those new stories that you're referencing. Yes. All of those are times for us to listen up, learn from, absorb from, and then get better each day because of it. And talking about new lessons and stories and magic that happen on a regular basis, 
That is the Moonshots Master Series. And I tell you what, we have some co-creators, co-conspirators. We have participants who are part of the Moonshots family, Mark. I think this is our official time where we bring out the trumpets and tip the hat to our members. It's crazy how much the uh, Moonshot Master members receive these uh, call-outs every week. And I've got to admit, Mike, I've been polishing the trumpet this week just to get it ready for this occasion because I think we've got a couple of new members joining us too. So please welcome Bob, Marjolin, Ken, Dietmar, Marjan, Connor, Rodrigo and Lisa, Sid, Mr. Bonjour, Paul, Berg, Kalman, Joe, Christian, Samuela, Barbara and Andre, Eric, Chris, Deborah, Lasse, Steve, Craig, Daniel, Andrew, Revy, Evert, and Karen, all of whom are our annual members. Thank you so much for your ongoing support as well as collaboration. But hot on those heels is Raul, PJ, Nicaragua, Ola, Ingram, Dirk, and Emily, Harry, Karthik, Venkata, Marco, Jet, Roger, Anna, and Raw, Nimelen, Diana, Christoph, Denise, Laura, Smitty, Corey, and Bertram, Daniela, Mike, Dan, and Antonio, and our brand new members. Vanessa, Zachary, Brian, Katty, and Austin. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us. But also thank you so much for our ongoing master members. It's great to have you with us. Thank you. Yeah, we are indeed grateful. And we really appreciate your support, helping us produce reams and reams of content to publish on YouTube, in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on our website, in the newsletter, the Moonshots uh, mega media empire is expanding thanks to you. So we are indeed very, very, very grateful. Now, one thing, you know, a lot of the the direction we take things, Mark, is how to be your best professionally, right? A lot of what we talk about is, you know, success at work is often a team sport. And, you know, you need good relationships, good communication, and building the trust and the respect, as we just spoke about in that last clip. But what's really interesting is this is not exclusively a professional activity. Good relationships mm. are everywhere. And what I like about what we've got next is we're really exploring not just the professional, but we're now moving into the personal side of relationships. Mm. So what have you got for us in the 